Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA back to Eric Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Strick and Austin. Welcome to it. On a Monday, back in the saddle again, I'm Austin Norman, joined by the Husker Hall of Famer, the nine-year NBA vet, Mr. Eric Strickland. Stricky, I saw you on Saturday. How's the rest of your Saturday? How's your Sunday? How you um, doing? Saturday was just, it was a day of watching a lot of games. I did get outside and, you know, hung out with Rock a little bit, hung out with v- Rashawn a little bit, just, you know, sat around, talked it, and chopped it up and, and watched some garbage games and watched some good ones. <laughs> Plenty of and both. watched my record go in the drain <laughs> uh, because of it. Yeah. It, it's one week. You can shake it off. Gotta Always shake next it off week. and bounce back, baby. That's the way it's got to be. I mean, that's kind of the way you got to feel about, um, you know, I, I think that it's very possible that Cluster and I on WTF tomorrow may get into it, but it's, um, there's one of those, there's a song out that's called, It's a Thin Line Between Love and Hate, right? I get you. There's a song out, and I think that's what's going on right now with Colorado. This, it's it's a thin line of of and and, and uh, of, it, of their perception of how people react to them uh, or of the football yeah, team. I think I think how people re- react to them or are are um, against them or for them or whatever the case may be. And the sad part about that, see again, it it, it works for good and it works for bad. It, you know, it's very similar um, to the way they view you know our the forty fifth president Donald Trump, mm-hmm. right? Uh, love-hate relationships, and they happen all the time. People, uh, you, you know, you can go to a team. Kyrie gets it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it, you can go to a team, and they'll love you, and then next thing you know, they hate you. And and so that dynamic has existed for, you know, Dion for a lot of years. I mean, this doesn't this doesn't just happen when he showed up and he was an Atlanta Falcon. It doesn't happen when he was in a Brave. It's not just happening when he was a Cowboy or or San Francisco 49er. It happened before that. I think mm-hmm. it all started when he was a young man in Florida State. There was a lot of love and hate. And 
this, I'm not even going to just talk about, and I don't think we're going to get into just the fact that it's Colorado, but we want to have the debate because it happens in our, uh, and, and I hate that people try to put it in a racial connotation. I can't, that irks me to the core because I, I don't, it, it, it doesn't have that, you know, mire to it. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't saying? have to, right? Yeah, and it doesn't, and, and, I don't, and I don't believe that's it. I just think that when there's somebody different, um, to the person that's different or to those who have been different or had to walk that path, those individuals experience that type of, um, in, in different levels, mm-hmm. you know? When you're in the limelight, and, and, and that was it for me. I had to deal with it not just because of my athletic prowess, but because I had to deal with it because I went to Bellevue West. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Sure. So so the the those in the hood, you know, in 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 the in the black sectors, they're like, ah yeah, I mean he moved here. You know, oh, it's Andre Woolridge. <laughs> you know, I mean, because the perception is a certain way. And when you're different and that's all people are talking about, uh, oh, yeah, baseball, football. And it's not until after the fact that you realize the beauty of the moment, mm. right? Whatever the level is, whoever yeah. the person is, uh, your boy Mikey, Mikey, um, um, the Mike, high school. Oh, Mikey Williams? Mike, he gets it a lot. Right. You know what I'm saying? And those that jump into the the mud, like Ja Morant, that hurts my heart. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I don't know if you can understand where I'm what I'm trying to get to, but it's the dealing with the difference. Mm-hmm. Whenever someone looks different to you, whenever someone is comes off a certain way to you. There's always a way of us to take that in a negative connotation instead of that's always the gut reaction. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. And so you said something because I was talking about my record, and this is why it came to my mind. Mm -hmm. You talked about the bounce back. The bounce back to me in any spectrum of sports, to include Nebraska, to include um, you know any any type of team that has experienced success and then all of a sudden they get smacked in in the face Mike Tyson you know stuff mm-hmm. like that and people hated Mike Tyson some loved him some so I'm you you understand where I'm going mm-hmm. and it was because he was different he wasn't well spoken he was very brash he was very bold and then he was serious because everybody loved Evander Holyfield he was right. well loved you know mm-hmm. everybody hated Muhammad Ali why because he was different he wasn't typical. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what, you know, I think that's something that we have to come to the realization of in our in our hearts and minds at some point that it's okay. And I think this is where we struggle. I, I don't know, man. I, I'm sorry I jumped into this tangent. Um, but I think this is why we struggle in politics. I think this is why we struggle across the board, you know, all the way around. I mean, there's things that need to be handled, things that need to be done. But sometimes we can't get there because... We see you differently. Mm-hmm. And so many times we we operate on that first reaction. And that first reaction is instantaneous, right? The first yeah. impression, that's just what human nature is 
is telling us to run with. Yeah. This is how it is right away. I don't need to, to wait a second. I don't need to study anymore. I don't need to ask any questions. This is what I see. This is what I hear. This is how I perceive it. This is automatically reality. Where I think a lot of those situations, Strick, you have to balance that that first impression with the ability to step back mentally, sometimes physically, and think through it a little bit. It's hard. It's hard work to do, to, to put yeah. in the legwork, to, to ask those questions, mm-hmm. to truly be curious Research. and get to know yeah. not just the what, but also the who, yeah. the perspective, the context that informs that. But in a situation like all those that you're mentioning, like it's fun in sports, right? Because we get to do it in the guise of competition, right? That's the backdrop behind it all. But it's still people behind it. There's still people that we're talking about, that we're, we're studying, we're watching, we're examining. So being able to take that step back, yes, you know, go through the fight, go through the game, um, go through the messaging, the press conference. That's important. Right. It's a skill. You have to be able to do that. But the best way to do that is to work from a place of trying your best to understand the person that is doing the action, saying the word. Exactly. And, and some people say this. Some people say, like, you haven't heard Dion go at another coach. I haven't. I mean, if you can show me, if you can show me, you haven't seen that, but you've seen others come for him. Okay, no problem. That's part of the game. But understand, I want people to understand this dynamic. Is there are times when you're mentally broken, when you've been beat down, mm-hmm. you have to rebuild. Think, think of like um, Ryan Garcia when. Everybody's pumped you up, talked you up. You're the next coming of um, Oscar De La Hoya or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And then you get in the ring and you get beat up. Or your, you know, Bud who who did that to Errol Spence, mm-hmm. right? Think of how you have to rebuild yourself back up. So this is why I say this for the Colorado situation. They were one in freaking eleven. No one expected them to go undefeated. They've already surpassed anything that they, any expectations that you could have had for them. Yes, they got their butt beat, right? But you got to think about someone who's gotten beat up all these years, the mentality. Mm -hmm. So when you step in the ring, you step on the field, you step on the court, wherever it is, after you've taken a beating, you have to overcome the mental part of it. Mm -hmm. That's all I see. As an athlete. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I've seen him doing. Mm-hmm. He's trying to change a mental. And sometimes the only way to do that 
is to be brazen the other way, over <laughs> super confident that even though you may have some skeptics, you don't ever let anybody know it. Same thing. You don't ever let anybody see you sweat. So sometimes you got to go over and above because you've got to get whoever's in that room, whoever's in that trenches. It would be no different than a SEAL team stuck behind enemy lines. Mm-hmm. The LZ is 100 clicks, and you've got to get there through enemy, enemy territory. It looks bleak. It looks mm-hmm. like I can possibly, it, it, we might not, we don't look like we're going to make, we don't have road, we're low on ammo, we don't have Don't food. know the terrain. We don't, don't know, know the terrain. At. We've mm-hmm. got to go by maps. Hopefully the intelligence is good. Mm-hmm. And we don't know where they're at. We don't have eyes because they can't get there to give me enough eyes. And so I have to do this blindly. So guess what the leader of that bunch has to do? The leader of that SEAL team has to say to them, we're going to make it. We have to make we, it. We gonna, we're going to get there. We're going to stick together. This is the plan. This is how we do it. And he overcompensates them knowing that they might not make it. You understand? Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying about what I'm seeing with this, um, you know, this whole situation. It's fascinating, too, when you look at that perspective from inside the locker room, Dion being a leader of men. His messaging, he has he must have the pulse of his locker room and what they need, and that's commendable. Um, Ashley on the text line is talking about the fans and their reaction to it, right? I don't care what goes on in Colorado's locker room. That's Dion's business. That is his domain. That's where he's the leader, right? It sounds like, again, Ashley on the text line and some other people have, have a problem with how the fans are taking it. Mm-hmm. They're the people that hate Dion. Um, because he's different, like you were saying. They're the people that love him. He's getting them to watch college football for the first time. But I wonder how many Nebraska fans, Strick, don't like... like They could care less about Dion. They they don't care who's in charge of Colorado. They want him to lose because it's Colorado. But also the fans, right? Like, Colorado hasn't won much of substance, you know, created that rivalry back in the 90s. And now that they're up, Strick, I feel like there's a lot of Nebraska fans and maybe even some other, you know, Big 8 rivals that think Colorado's fans are going too far too fast with it. I agree. And, and I'm, I'm of I two minds of that. Yeah. There's definitely an aspect of it. Colorado mm-hmm. fans have that nasty reputation mm-hmm. of, you know, the, the warm water bottles being thrown, the, the bricks, the batteries, all of that, of being rude to, to other fans traveling there. They have that reputation. At the same time, what else do they have to hang their hat on, right? They finally have some success. They're finally the talk of college football. It is all about them. Do Have they gone overboard? Yes. Yeah. Some of them have. Yeah. Absolutely. But at the same time, who are we to begrudge them success? They finally have it. Do you, do you want everyone poo-pooing Nebraska's success when they get back there? There's always going to be haters. There's always going to be detractors. So yes, you want Colorado fans to find that line where they can be excited that the team's winning, that they're the talk, while still having that aspect of humility behind it. Yeah, and I, I think that also has to come from the top. I think that also has to come from inside the locker room. I think that has to, in some form, come from Dion too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you're going to want to clean that up. Because that's one thing that even in Nebraska's greatest of days, that's one thing you could not say about Nebraska fans. Even in dominating fashion, they still would clap you out. They still would cheer you on. Great job. And... People that came in this in Memorial Stadium or even in Devaney or PBA, they would say, man, just some of the nicest fans, some of the nicest people. And 
you get that sometimes. And then there's some, there's some nasty places that you can go. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate, but I think that, that I would, I would behoove them that you don't want to be a nasty bunch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're going to be cocky, you run the risk of losing and getting it thrown back in your face. See, there's a difference but cocky between is normal. cocky and confidence. Yes. Right. Yes. You can be even, you could be a form of, you could have a form of arrogance because it's healthy. Mm-hmm. It's healthy. Mm-hmm. It's healthy to believe in yourself, your product, you. You know, if you don't, well, that's how that's you survive. How to, man, that's how you make you, it. You made a decade. Yeah, that's how you make it. That's how you make it. And so for me, I'm like, I was, people, people, if they looked at me when I played, they would say, he's cocky. No, I just felt I was going to beat you. But, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I just felt that there's nothing you can do with me and you, and, and that's it. And, there's been a lot of stuff that was said in, in, in stadiums and all of that, and there's nothing greater than to shut that up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think I, – I think college football sports in itself, I think there's a careful – there's a fine line of it. I think that um, it's, been, it's been fun to watch, and it's not even going to stop. It's even going to get worse next week when – you know, USC comes into town. Oh boy. <laughs> it's even going to be worse, but I will say that, um, watch how they accept it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause I don't see them losing the swag because no. they, they have to believe that regardless that a five win season, a six, that's success. Mm-hmm. You, you can, you can cause success. Now, we're going to get into the talk about the Pac-12 because, I, good gosh. I think that's a good spot to to have this final point, and then we'll jump into the rest of the conference. You mentioned some of that humility coming from from the top, from Dion. What did he do after Oregon just, you know, skinned their hide, sold it a trading post? He said, yeah, we just got our butt beat, plain and simple. And that was that. No, no excuses. No, yeah. oh, these players suck. I'm going to turn over the roster again. Not, well, what was my offensive coordinator doing? Not, well, send my DC back to... You know, some some backyard just to sit and drink Mai Tais or whatever. It was, we got our butt beat, plain and simple. Let's move on. They've got another big one, right? That's humility, right? Yeah, not making yeah. excuses, not, not trying to cover for anything. Dion's been around the game long enough that he can move on from it. And he he, he that's the message he sent. Okay, next. Well, <laughs> I mean, he tells a good story, and then we're gonna we're gonna get out of here. But he tells a good story of when he was a freshman. At Florida State, they were playing Auburn, and there was a man by the name of Bo Jackson. Heard of that guy before. Bo Jackson takes a sweep around the end. He has 4-2 speed. He breaks the line. He's on his way. Dion left cornerback, tracks him down with the same type of speed, gets there, and humility smacks him in the face. Bo Jackson hits him with one of the hardest stiff arms that there is, puts him back to the in to the, the ground and still scores that's humility but did it stop him from becoming still who he was no no that's what i'm that's what i'm trying to say it's the bounce back you can be humbled you can be knocked out you can be knocked down mm-hmm. it's not it's not what happens in that moment it's how you get back up those are the stories i like to see how do you change or mm-hmm. make adjustments the adjustments are not going to happen in the record for that team it's not going to happen this year. No. It is what it is. Nebraska, we have a bar that's set that we believe with the talent of the team, they should be there, mm-hmm. right? So anything less than that is trouble. But 
that's the thing you want to see what adjustments are going to be made. I think the adjustments are off season for that team. I think the adjustments for us is still off season, but it's identify it's identification and finding the right pieces. Mm-hmm. I think we lack in the skill positions. I think we hurt in the in the in the trenches. I mm-hmm. think the defense is solid. We have a solid enough defense at Nebraska that I think we can win a lot of games. Mm-hmm. I just think that the offense needs to step that up, and that's what you're going to have to do in the off season. Both programs are in a state of humility, mm-hmm. but both need to make the adjustments and probably in the offseason. A few quick things to wrap up. Bo Lever on the text line. Dion couldn't say much. He blew that horn way too long. He couldn't say much and he didn't say much. A lack of humility would have been continuing the app. He didn't. He took it. He's moving on. You don't have to like all his methods, but he did the right thing there. Yeah. We're jumping into the rest of the Pac-12 next. The three of the four teams that are coming over to the Big Ten next year look dangerous. Scary. In all sorts of ways. Oregon, we talked a little bit about. Washington, and USC had a great top 20-ish matchup between Washington State and Oregon State. Uh, UCLA and Utah played a fun one. The Pac-12 is entertaining in its last year of existence. We're going to get into that. Um, Speaking of love-hate relationships, you'll have one of those with Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. You'll love it. You'll love being there. You'll love the atmosphere. You'll hate ever having to eat anything else and having to leave. (laughs) That's your love-hate relationship with Mary Ellen. (laughs) They're not open today. They're not open tomorrow, Wednesday through Sunday, though. Get yourself down there. Check out their lunch buffet. They sponsor our show. Really appreciate them. More college football chatter here. Hour one of On the Block. Eric Strickland, Austin Norman, back in a couple minutes. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.